Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Coleman, and I'm here with my good buddy, Benji Satorius. And today is the first podcast that we're recording in the same room in quite some time. This is great. It's just We are back in person. We're back in person. Yes, we've been uh, remote for the last, what, two or three now? Maybe? Three, I believe. Just trying it out, seeing if it worked, and it did. It did work. But we definitely wanted to get back together, say hi um, to you all and to each other. So today we're going to talk about building a visual workhorse. I guess more specifically, selecting a computer, the peripherals needed, as well as the software needed to enhance the visual elements of our services. So there is a lot of different options for presenting videos and worship backgrounds and lyrics and images on screens during our worship services. So there's lots of different computers, whether that's Mac or PC. There's lots of different programs. Uh, Some of those programs, some are free, some of those cost money. And so just throwing out a couple of options out there for you. Uh, There's OpenLP, which is free. There's Keynote, which comes on, I believe, all Mac computers nowadays. It's Yeah, I believe you download it separately. Yeah. Uh, there's PowerPoint by, Mac, by Microsoft. There's Easy Worship. There's Proclaim and ProPresenter. And so those are kind of the different programs that are available to all of us, uh, whether you have no budget or you have a budget for those types of um, programs. But Eric, can you speak on why we use apps and software to enhance our services visually? Yes, I can. I would be glad to. Yeah, so, I mean, we've talked about it in the previous episode about, I think in our first episode, we talked about the old school method for... Over, the overhead the projector. overhead method of presenting, uh, whether it was a chord chart for someone to see, or even... I do remember the like slide deck thing that if you like you'd physically put the slides in the right order. I don't remember as that. the song went on. I do. I remember wow. it upstairs in the wow. old red room. Um, and probably as a kid, you know, pulling out the slide, <laughs> and then people not knowing <laughs> what the right down. words. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. <laughs> um. So those were just the beginnings outside of print, I believe, of being able to project lyrics onto a larger surface so that people could follow along and participate in worship. And that's really the best way to describe what we're doing with our lyric and note softwares is we want people to be able to be engaged in the service, whether that's to sing along or to follow along with different sermon notes or different visuals that enhance the message of the gospel or are a testimony to something that God is doing in our church. Back a few episodes ago, we talked about how lighting can just change the mood of a song just by the color of the lights and what uh, is light, what light is turned on or off. And you can do that with motion backgrounds and videos as well in your service. And so 
you can set the mood of a song by matching with a good motion background. And so you can also take away a moment of a song by using the wrong background. So you don't want to have a song that's super slow with a very fast moving background. And so that can be distracting and, and all that. So there's a lot of different places where you can, you can get these motion backgrounds. Uh, CMG or churchmotionbackgrounds.com is one. Worship House Media is another. Igniter Media is another option. So those are just a couple of places where you can pick up motion backgrounds to help enhance your worship songs and your services. So if you have not yet signed up for churchmotiongraphics.com, they have actually offered an amazing deal for our listeners. Um, Actually, two offers. So uh, the first offer is if you currently are not signed up with them, you can go to their website, sign up, use the coupon code SWEETDEAL, S-W-E-E-T-D-E-A-L, so sweet deal, and you can get $25 off a premium subscription, which is pretty amazing. The second thing that we are offering from CMG is a free premium subscription to one of our listeners. So in order to enter in this giveaway, what you need to do is go to our Instagram page, which is technology in worship, follow us, and we will pull from one of those followers and then we will DM you and let you guys know how to pick up that deal. So Jeff and the team over at CMG have uh, been gracious to give you guys this offer. So hopefully this helps you guys out and uh, we will be in contact with the winner and we are super excited uh, to be partnering with CMG. Um, So let's talk about computers. There is a lot of different types of computers out there. We're going to specifically talk more on the ProPresenter software side. Uh, That seems to be what majority of churches use, and that's also what we use at Mission and what you use at Harvest. And so we can speak on ProPresenter pretty well on that. So that's where we're going to focus. We're going to talk a little bit on the PC version, the Mac version, how to get multiple outputs and things like that. And so, Eric, what do you use at Harvest? We're using... Like you said, we use ProPresenter as the software, and that runs on a 2019 27-inch iMac with the 5K Retina display. It's been great. It's been very stable for us um, outside of the occasional software snafu um, that ProPresenter and the Renewed team is are very quick to make adjustments on and figure out a solution for. Um, but yeah, it's been a great workhorse for us. Um, I will say that we are rocking 80 gigabytes of memory on that guy. 80? 80, because that is one of the machines left in their lineup that you can pop off the back of it and add your own RAM sticks to. Is that the max on that computer? It is not the max. Oh, my word. Yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that has been incredible. It does have a dedicated graphics card as well as a terabyte of local storage. But yeah, the thing that really has, I believe, made the difference on that machine is the 80 gigabytes of memory dedicated to our visual presentation in our church services. What uh, computer do you use in your youth spaces? Our youth spaces need an upgrade. (laughs) 
they are running Mac machines from 2013. Still got like iMac or uh, so yes, sorry, iMac machines okay. from 2013 with just base probably eight gigabytes of RAM and running specs pro, and, and running ProPresenter Pro yeah. Seven, which we should talk about because we upgraded to ProPresenter Seven, but I believe some of those machines that it's running ProPresenter Seven don't even meet their recommended. <laughs> Specs. So you need to go buy new computers. So yes, I do, but that costs money. So right now we are working with what we've got. Um, so yeah, the main workhorse is in our worship center. That's where we do a lot of our presentations from. Um, and you're just running one iMac computer, correct? One iMac computer with four outputs, technically, through the DeckLink Duo card in a Sonnet enclosure. Uh, I guess no, I'm going to correct myself, we have five outputs uh, because we do use the Thunderbolt daisy chain off of the box for yet another output that does not hit the deck link card at all. Mm, what's that one for? That is for our environmental back wall lyrics. So what are your outputs? So we have a output that would be just like a full screen. What you see is what you get so off of your, the machine. That's your side projectors. No, this is actually one that we don't use regularly. Okay. So it's just kind of there for more basic use. I guess if someone needed to come in and they're just building a presentation, it's just go to that input and whatever is on the screen, that's what you get. Got it. Because the other outputs are like the dedicated stream lyric, right? Stream presentation output, which takes up two your alpha and key, alpha and key. And then we have our confidence display. So that's the four. Got it. That what you see is what you get, the alpha two, and then the confidence. And then that fifth additional one is the one that's just not an SDI run. It's just an HDMI. It goes to HDMI Thunderbolt right to that one projector. Got it. So that doesn't hit our switcher at all, that one. Got it. Okay. And then your youth room, youth room is just projector. Do they have a stage display? Yeah, they do. So the youth room is set up with another DeckLink Duo card. So they have the same kind of setup where it's what you see is what you get. Lyric broadcasts like alpha key, um, two outputs there, and then one for a stage display. That's a lot of outputs for the 2013 guy. It is. Wow. Yeah, and that's why it's that's like impressive. a little bit slow when you click the next button. Yikes. <laughs> um, and then upstairs in our fellowship hall, we are running ProPresenter 7 on a Mac Mini from 2013. Probably an Intel. Or definitely an Intel, I'm sorry. Yep. And we don't have a confidence display up there right now. That's basically just a main out, and that's it. Yep. Got it. Is that... The same here? No. Oh. We don't run any iMac for our ProPresenters. We run the Mac Mini, and we have the M1 for every single ProPresenter computer. And so our main worship center M1 Mac Mini is their 16-gig version because you cannot upgrade the memory mm. after you purchase it. So... And 16 is max on that computer. So we went with the 16 gig version. 
just a 512 hard drive, but we don't really store a lot of information on the physical computer. Everything is done on the cloud for us. I didn't need a big hard drive, so saved a little bit of money by sure. And you can always get external drives to do other storage. And so that's actually ran in through, or all my outputs are ran through a quad, a DuckLink quad card. So I'm running. That's eight off of one. Eight, but I'm running, I believe, seven outputs, and then an input. Oh, that's right, because you do the cool stream thing. Yes. So my outputs are just a normal HDMI off the computer for the op display, and then key and fill. I've got side projectors, so that's just mirrored as one output. A center screen lyric banner output. My stage display output, and then a preaching TV. That's a separate so for the for the message we roll a TV out on stage, and that's another output. So seven outputs, and then really only using six outputs on the quad card because the that one is just an HDMI out to computer, and then an input, which is one of the outputs of my video switcher, so I can just see the live stream just on a window in the preview window on ProPresenter just. So we can see it's not doing the live stream. It's not really processing that audio. It's just just visually so we can see. So that's our main building or main room. And then our kids room is the base model M1. So eight gig version. That's running three outputs. So the main op display. And then that's going through a deck link duo card for stage display and projector. Just a single projector middle of the middle of the stage in that room in all of these rooms everything hits a video hub correct it does yes it's not direct to the tv that's or direct. correct and then our youth room is two outputs on an m1 base eight gig version op display and then projector we're in the process of talking about a stage display but don't have a stage display up there yet and so, yes, all of our computers and outputs go to a Blackmagic 40 by 40 video hub, video router. Then it goes to the projectors from there. So all my computers go in. All my projectors through the whole building are also connected there. So we can route any computer to any room, basically, with a projector. Any camera or any Or camera. Source. We can do anything to any any room. And so it opens up a lot of flexibility when you start routing things that way. And then uh, in a previous episode, I mentioned that we do run a KVM system. And so we don't actually run the KVM system at this time for our kids' rooms, but all of our computers for our main room are on a KVM. And so that's a keyboard video mouse system. I don't know why they label it that way. Like, Shorthand. KVM. I mean, it rolls off the tongue, I guess, but I would have said video keyboard mouse, but keyboard video mouse is just weird. But So that gives us a lot of flexibility where we have all of our computers in a centralized room with all of our network gear, all of our uh, video equipment and things like that. And so it makes running all those outputs from the quad card really short runs because the computer literally sits six inches from their video router. And so it's just little patch cables from... Helps with cable management a lot. And then that gives us the flexibility 
from the user station end where we can access any computer from any user station. And so ProPresenter can be accessed from lots of different locations within the building for whether that's troubleshooting or editing or just operating. It, it gives us a lot of flexibility. And then our Morse campus runs also an M1 base model, 8 gig version, running the op display and then main projector and then stage display and then a video input for our live stream. As you might have heard in a previous episode, we run just a single camera, basic, simple. It's got an SDI connection right to it. Goes right off of that camera to a DeckLink dual card as an input. So yeah, it's been working great. Even though it's a base model, it still can handle those outputs and an input as well for live streaming. And so, yeah, those are, we got a lot of computers running. <laughs> but we've been super successful and things have been working really good with the M1. I know very early on, there was a lot of confusion of, oh, the computer can only handle two displays. How is this going to work for ProPresenter? Um, but when you get a DeckLink Duo or Quad Card or even the um, even the little mini monitor Ultra Studio, yeah, USB C, you run multiple of those, right? I believe you can. I don't use any of those, but I think you can, and so that allows you to get more outputs from the M1. And so, yeah, you get a a DeckLink Duo or Quad Card with a Sonic Technologies breakout box that goes USB-C off that computer and it gives you lots of lots more outputs. I believe, which I just found this out, but ProPresenter, I believe, only recommends six outputs on the M1. That's just what they recommend. They don't suggest going above that. And so I can honestly say that it works with seven because we're running seven. Yeah, but one of them is not off the deck link card. That's correct. One is just the main app display off the HDMI back. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the equipment that we use here. Renewed Vision does have on their website a recommended equipment or spec sheet. And so depending on how many outputs you have and things like that, they tell you, you know, what type of PC or Mac you should run. So that website is renewedvision.com slash ProPresenter slash system dash requirements. And you can see a lot of the requirements that they recommend for running ProPresenter on a machine in your church service. Uh, we use ProPresenter because of the abilities that it does give us. A lot of the other softwares have the same abilities, but we've just found that this one's the most intuitive so far. Uh, you can add backgrounds to your lyrics, whether that's a still image or a motion image. You can put in just uh, your standard video to show a sermon bumper or to show a video testimonial. There's a lot of good uses for the ProPresenter software. And automation. And so through MIDI, you can automate lyrics um, like we discussed two episodes ago. We also automate pitch control and our video switcher and things like that. And so, yeah, it, it just has a lot of flexibility with it. Another thing I wanted to say is ProPresenter 6 back in the day, 
wasn't too successful on the PC version. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, that app was actually, or that program was actually designed for Mac. And then they wrote, they rewrote some of it to work for PC. And that was where some of the lingo and things uh, started to not work very well. With ProPresenter 7, they actually designed that program for both systems and they built that independently for each uh, PC or Mac. And so I don't, I have not ran it on PC, but from what I have heard and seen, it actually works really well. And the M1 is a very inexpensive computer, but you can build a pretty nice PC for, for not less. that, yeah, not that much money. And it can be, it can be a pretty good workhorse uh, to get a lot of processing power for not spending a lot of money. Obviously, you still then need to have a little bit of knowledge as far as PC building and things like that. If you're going to go that route, you can have other companies build a custom PC for you. But yeah, you can get into a, a higher spec PC for less money than you can uh, with the Mac. And so depending on what other software you use, you know that could make you stuck on a specific platform, whether that's PC or Mac. Like you've probably heard in previous episodes, we use QLab, which is a Mac-specific app. And so we're kind of stuck in the Mac world, which I have no problem with because things work. Um, but for us, that's part of the reason why we go the, the Mac direction. So, And we kind of talked about it before that we used the two of the outputs on our Decklink Duo cards for Alpha Key. And I really just wanted to hit home on that a little bit. Alpha key is basically the same signal, uh, kind of inverted on both ends. There's a key channel and the fill channel. And what that allows you to do is create your presentations that are basically like transparent. For instance, a PNG file. If you were to load one of those on over top of an image, you can see what's behind it. So with the alpha key layer, you're able to see what's behind it so you can send out a transparent background and therefore the text of your lyric songs could overlay right on top of your video image on the switcher. Yeah, so that would be like lower screen graphics, uh, titles for a person, whether that's a pastor or someone giving announcements, you can, you can slide or fly in a graphic that shows their name, maybe their position on staff or just lower screen graphics for words during worship. And when you have a full screen image, that layer just sits on top of everything else when you're using the downstream key. So for those of you that are sitting there listening to this, you're using ProPresenter 7, uh, you might be wondering how you can build your services remotely. There's a couple different options you can go with that. ProPresenter actually allows you to download a free version of their app onto your computer. You it includes don't, a watermark. It includes a watermark on the output, but if you're just putting it on your personal computer, your laptop, c- a computer at home, you can build your services from there, export those, uh, then move those, whether that's onto a USB drive, the cloud, whichever, uh, move it to your computer at church, import that, and you can then have all your services loaded and ready to go. So that's one option. 
And that um, I think a lot of people are, con- they get confused with how they can edit remotely and they don't have a campus license. So if you have a campus license through ProPresenter, you can then just download the computer, put your license onto your computer, and that would allow you to still basically do the exact same thing. You just don't have a watermark on your output. I believe the campus license gives you, I believe, 20 computers, which is a lot of computers for for one campus. And so, but if you're maxed out on that or you have not purchased the campus license, you can uh, go that free route, build your services, export, and then import. Another option, which we've talked about in the past, is a VPN or TeamViewer and things like that. That's so, my preferred method, just because you're oh yeah. interacting with the machine that it's yep. going to present on. Yeah, I, I I personally go the VPN route as well. I I really don't like using the free version, building a service on my computer and doing the export route, just because sometimes I don't have all that media or the songs on my computer, and things can just not work properly and very well that way. But it can be done, and so I use the VPN route where I'll just remote into the computer. And I build the presentation from basically anywhere I have the internet. I can log on and and do that. What I find myself doing is building it on that main machine for a lot of things. But then I'll export it off of the main machine to my laptop or something like that if I need to run it portably somewhere else. Yep. And so if you're sitting here listening and thinking, I cannot afford ProPresenter and I just can't get those funds allocated... At this time, we did earlier on in this episode, we mentioned some less expensive and and actually free options. And so we can touch on those just a little bit. So OpenLP is a free option. Yeah, OpenLP, uh, the website is openlp.org. Looks like an open source uh, presentation software. And it kind of looks reminiscent of easy worship style of things which is another paid option. But if you are using that software, that's great. Just some software that is local on your machines. You have access as a Mac user to Keynote. And Keynote is Apple's version of PowerPoint where you can build presentations. Uh, It might not have all the easy song import options, but you can go to CCLI and download the text versions and import that into your keynote or PowerPoint presentation. Uh, you are limited as far as I don't know that you they're set up to use the Decklink Duo cards and things like that. So you're limited to the actual hardware on your computer machine. But if that's what you got, use what you got. Make use of every tool that you can uh, for, the go- uh, for the gospel message and God's glory. Proclaim is another option, which... They do have MIDI uh, capabilities. They've got live streaming capabilities, confidence monitors, and things like that. Um, I personally have not used Proclaim. I've heard a lot of good things with them, Um, but those are uh, just a couple options. So Eric, how do you create your lyrics to be visually appealing and where they can be easily read and things like that. Do you put one line of text per slide? Do you put 20 lines of text per slide? What do you do and how how do you format your text? From start to finish, we use the 
CCLI import function in ProPresenter. So we have the CCLI account can download a new song or whatever. And then we reformat the song so that it is one to two lines of text per slide. Occasionally, we let that third line in. Ew. Um, But yeah, we have found that the most clean and simple look is usually with two lines of text per slide. Yep. And even then, if you have to break it down further, because sometimes you just got to listen to the song and know the song and find, okay, it imported with these two lines, but maybe those two lines really are four lines. So then you split that into a another slide section. Yep. And then we run our lyrics just in the bottom lower third using iMag. So what you see in the room is what you see online. Yep. And we have opted to use right now the CMG Sans nice. font in bold. Nice. And all caps. All caps. Yep. And I believe what we've achieved in it's white text with like a slight black drop drop mm. shadow. Mm-hmm. So that it can pop a little bit from the background video. And I found that it's very legible. I haven't had anyone come up to me in a service or afterward really saying like I couldn't read the text or anything like that. Right. So everyone's able to participate in that way. Um, so that I mean, in the basic sense of it, I think that that's two lines is really a good sweet spot. And well, especially for iMac, you for really iMac. can't do much more than that, or you start overlaying your text up farther up the screen, and it's just and then covering up people. Yeah, you just can't do it that. Doesn't look good. So running iMac almost forces you, I would say, no more than three, preferably one or two. Yeah. Yep. So that's how we're running it because it's the same in the room as it is online right, right yeah. now. But you've got that cool setup going where you've got the cinematic look happening online. We do. And the text center with a backdrop in the room. We do. So um, we do not do iMag in our main room, but obviously we do live streams. So in room, we typically have motion backgrounds for our backgrounds. We get those from CMG. Yeah, and so we've been with uh, CMG for a long time, multiple years, and we use them for um, backgrounds. We use a lot of their images, social images. Things like that. And it's just been really really good. And so for our in-person experience, we run motion backgrounds on our three projectors with no more than two lines of text and obviously sometimes one. Once you get more than two, three, four lines of text, there's just so many words on the state on the screen. Like you can get lost, it's just cluttered, it just doesn't look good. And so yeah, we run two lines. We use the CMG font as well, all caps. And then uh, we typically do a black bar behind the text, but with the opacity down. And so it's just kind of a more or less a black faded box, more or less. It just allows the text to pop from the background a little bit easier. And so, yeah, so we run, like I said earlier, three projectors. So we run a normal 16 by nine on our side screens. And then we have, what, what we would consider or call a 
uh, a Lyric banner for our center projector, which is, it's like four feet tall by, I believe, 16 feet wide. We just mask, actually on the projector itself, we don't do it with a ProPresenter, but we mask the top and the bottom. So we basically just use the center of the projector. And we don't do the black shadow box on there. And the font is just a hair bigger than the side screen. So it just just looks a little different. It's still all caps. It's the same font. And so visually it looks, you know, matching and all that stuff. And so that's what we do in person. So our live stream, we go with a, what we would consider more like a red rocks look. So we have the black bars on the top and the bottom. And then we have our text on the black bar, the lower black bar from ProPresenter. And so we use a feature in ProPresenter that uh, actually takes away the return. So if you have a return in text to create two lines, it takes that return away and creates more of a single line of text look. And so uh, we also add those black bars through ProPresenter. And so I came across a video by Rylan Russell, who has some really cool worship uh, videos on YouTube. He has a video on how to create this black bar look. And so we add different looks or we have different looks and we add those on to our worship slides to create that, that look. And so we don't do it by changing camera settings or anything like that. I believe Red Rocks changes their camera settings um, from worship to their message. And that's how they get that that look. We don't do that. We do it all through ProPresenter. All of these different looks of the different five, different sized fonts, that's all possible because of the looks section in ProPresenter 7. And that, I believe, is where a lot of the power comes from, is you can set up different themes to display on the different screens that you have. And that's why the DeckLink Duo or quad card are so helpful is because you can say, okay, on this screen, display the font at 30 point font on this screen, display it center and all in caps on this one, display it lower third. It just gives you a lot of flexibility and you can set up a lot of looks, which can definitely make it more confusing, but it's super powerful. Well, I think it's about that time that uh, we end this sucker um, we have discussed a lot of information. And so we've talked computers, programs, how we present, why we present uh, videos and lyrics and all that stuff in our services, all of our different outputs, lots of different settings. And so um, this has been a, this has been a, hopefully a hel- helpful episode. Helpful for me. Yeah. And so um, be sure to like and subscribe. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do that. You can DM us if you have questions, you want to know something, or you or become a, a sponsor. Or become a sponsor. <laughs> yes, please. But uh, if you've got a question on, hey, you said this in your episode, and uh, I just have a question on that, feel free to reach out to us, and we will uh, we will help you out as best as possible. So we will uh, be back on next Monday and you guys have a wonderful week and weekend. Thank you and see you later.